Hello and welcome to Need to Know, your weekly baking podcast covering everything from the hottest trends and entertainment in baking to trusted expertise on your favorite pastime. I'm your co-host Gina Brazau, s'mores obsessed and amateur baker at best, and as always, I'm joined by professional chef, cookbook author, and the creator of Bigger Boulder Baking, Gemma Stafford. Hi Gemma. Hi Gina, how are you? Good. I We can't tell you guys much, but Bigger Boulder Baking has something fun in the works. A very big announcement coming Thursday. So uh, keep an eye on our social media, Bigger Boulder Baking, biggerboulderbaking.com. We have um, some very exciting news coming for our community that we hope that they're psyched about. Yay, you guys are going to love it. Um, Okay, so on my way over here, I saw this very interesting news article. Mm -hmm. Basically, it all started on TikTok. Gemma's favorite, Mm -hmm. as we know. Um, John Travolta and Tommy Lee were baking together. Um, So basically, well, via the internet, John Travolta texted Tommy Lee and was like, hey, can I have your, I think it was peanut butter chocolate chip cookie recipe. Tommy Lee gave it to him. They were baking. The internet freaked out because what an interesting pair. You never thought you'd see them baking on a Wednesday night together. But here's the kicker. At the end of the video, I see John Travolta take a sip with his fresh warm brownie and his fresh warm cookie, and it was fresh lemonade. And I'm just thinking, who does that? And I wanted to know Gemma's favorite pairing because my personal, it's like an oat milk or an almond milk. Yeah. I like a good oat milk. That's kind of random. Um, well, because, so when you're pairing something, it's to complement it, right? So yeah. But that's a sugary drink. So sugary and, and tart. Citrusy and yes. tart. With like a sweet brownie. So my pairing would always be vanilla ice cream. Okay. I know it's not a drink, but like Gemma's milk. the best taste in vanilla ice cream. I, I can vouch for that, you guys. I love vanilla ice cream. But um, yeah, no, vanilla ice cream. But a drink, yes, milk. Milk, sure. always. Okay. I just thought that was interesting. It was something that I saw and I was like, I have to get so Gemma's Tommy opinion. Lee bakes. I guess he does, and he has a great recipe. Really? Yeah. And well, also, John Travolta bakes? Yeah, on the Wednesday night, they were just baking at home. Oh, Who would have thought? It's kind of, I like, like it, guys. right? Yeah. Maybe we should have them on the podcast and That'd learn more about the recipes. All right, so our first official Hot From The Oven topic this week is all about banana bread. And I found this very interesting because I feel like growing up, I always learned that you want a really, really brown, ripe banana for your favorite kind of banana bread. And this goes into basically how different colors of bananas will affect the consistency of your bread. And all has to do with starch. And correct me if I'm wrong, but they were saying that starch breaks down and makes it more like liquidy and sugary the riper it gets. So it's better. Yes. Okay. So they were saying green bananas yield stiff um not a great banana bread. It's like a very stiff banana Yeah, bread. it's it's always best to have um uh like the the like the black on the black on the outside. Like so you know you you've yeah, got bananas yeah, yeah. and you always say like the only thing that's good that they're good for now is banana bread. Yes, yes. Um and the sugar has has developed in them more. They're way more sweeter than right. the green bananas are. So they just they they're much better uh, for making banana I bread. I thought it was interesting too because this one mentioned that you could mix like a brown banana and a yellow banana um, because it said the yellow bananas with black spots yield a fall apart banana bread with the most pronounced banana flavor. And so I was just interested in that. I was like, I never thought because sometimes I'll get 
I'll have like two or three that are really, really ripe. And then I've gotten another batch and they're like, yeah, kind yeah, of me going too. Bad. I did that too. And I never thought about mixing them. I just thought it was interesting. I didn't know if you'd heard of that tactic before. Um, I've never heard of that like deliberately. I've done mm. that like accidentally. Okay. Um, so that's interesting. Um, you know what I often do? Um, this is this is my like thrifty side coming yes, out again. Yes. So when I have too many bananas, because we always have bananas here because of George, but then you you know you only go through so many. Right. I always freeze them. I break them up and I, I take the yep. peel off. I break them up and I freeze them for smoothies. Um, banana bread are um, my oat banana pancakes, which actually you should try. If <gasps> yes, you those. I no, but I saw the photo yeah. on your Instagram and I was like, I have got you to try. Really these. have to try those. They're amazing. Um, it's crazy. There's oat flour. It's ground oats, bananas, egg, baking baking powder. They're oh insane and not not hard to make. No, super easy. But anyway, um, my point being is that I always have bananas on hand. So for banana bread, so I, I always pop them into the freezer. So then for banana bread, I just take out my my frozen bananas. I defrost them and I weigh them. Wow. Okay. So I just use those. So they're like they're they're perfect and ripe. They're sweet, but like they weren't going bad. Or yeah. Or make your banana bread if you're worried about the bananas. Like make your banana bread, then freeze if you don't want to eat it yet. Um, freeze your banana bread. Wow. I didn't know you freeze. Yeah, and then you just thaw it. You like. Well, so yeah, freeze it. What you can do is. Make your banana bread, slice it and freeze it. Oh. And then you have to like yeah. de-thaw the whole thing. Or um, take or, or freeze it whole. And this is what I did the other day. We had a meeting here in the house. And um, I had to make a banana bread a, f- like a good few weeks ago for something. And I had one extra. And I froze it straight away. And uh, so it was like freshly frozen. That's the thing. Right. And um, <laughs> then I just put it in tinfoil. I put it into the oven at 350. I let it kind of re- like refresh mm-hmm. and it got really lovely and warm it was like it was just freshly <gasps> baked and nobody that. knew that it had been frozen literally for eight weeks oh my god eight weeks I i'm that person like that. i will bake an entire tin of brownies and i don't waste them so i'll eat them all i can them? eat oh no i can eat a whole pan of brownies to myself really oh yeah yeah, yeah. if it's chocolate sign me up you know what i do to my banana bread i put chocolate chips in it your banana bread. Oh yeah, that's okay. I'm not. I'm not totally opposed to that. That's okay. <laughs> Anything else going too far? But yeah. um, okay. So Trader Joe's is now selling brown butter. I have never heard of this. Like browned butter. Browned butter, like there's, for sauces and stuff yes. and cookies. Are yeah. they really? And it, yeah, they're selling it prepackaged. Mm-hmm. Um, let us know if you guys have seen it yet. I have not seen it at my Trader Joe's. Uh, but basically, I was like, okay, this is great because you have to really watch butter when you're browning it. It's pretty easy to burn. Yes. Or am I wrong? Yes. No, you're right. Okay. You're right. And then this article is talking about how you can use it to soften in loaf cakes, cookies, scones, and it brings a really nice flavor. Yeah, like so, a nutty flavor. Okay. But the problem is, and I do, I still do it. Yeah. I, I don't brown butter because I think I go too far and then I think I miss, I burn it. And then it kind of char. And I've gone too far and it gets kind of gritty. Mm-hmm. So that's great. That, that That's a really good idea. Well, I, like that, that's really smart. Another instance of me being reckless in the kitchen, I made homemade cookies this week from scratch and uh I never thaw my butter thaw it like like I always take it right out of the fridge which I know it needs to be in a dish and I don't have a hand like I don't have a electric mixer that I don't have room in my apartment for an electric mixer so um I I will I did it by hand and it was a chunky buttery mix but it came out good Gemma is horrified 
I just thought I'd throw that tidbit in for you guys in case anyone else is like me. I didn't want you to feel bad. No, no, you should feel bad. I'm going to take that back, Gina. Um, if your recipe says room temperature butter, you need room temperature butter. If your recipe says cold butter, then do what Which you Which I've never did. seen a recipe ask for. No, very rarely. If it asks for melted, then you can use your cold butter. But under no circumstances It'll be are you trying and beat a cold stick of butter. No, no, no. I'm using my hand, too. I know. Yeah, with, yeah. The, with your hand, with a whisk. Yeah, yeah it's not good. No. It's not good. That's did you even even did you even attempt to put it into the microwave to soften it? I don't have a microwave. Oh, Gina. <laughs> and I did not put it back into the oven because we've had this conversation before. Why would you put it back into the oven? No, because remember I've put sticks of butter in the oven. Oh, did you do that? Oh, you did. Yes, and I have I haven't done it since because I got in trouble and I know that I shouldn't be doing that, yeah. so I haven't done that since. No. I'll like warm it up in my hands. I'll give it like a nice little roll. Le- yeah, leave it know? out overnight. Okay. Well, so, okay, so brown butter is something that you would bake. I mean, that you would buy. Because uh-huh. I know that you do like That's to... a really good idea. It's a yeah. good idea. Okay. So this one is Gemma approved, you guys. I think it's really smart, yeah. Trader Joe's has like... I was in there today. I get... It's like a toy store for but food. Especially for frozen food. Yes. What is it with all their frozen food? And I want to buy all of all their frozen of it. food. And it's like seasonal. They've got like sweet potato gnocchi. Yeah. It's crazy. And they have like... These like different types of like topped pizzas and quiches. Yes. I was like, oh, I love quiche. The quiche, and then like the little like wontons that they do. Oh, it's it's endless. There's so much. Um, good stuff I went in, in there today and I got like curries for Kevin and I. And uh, they, do you know what? I'll tell you this. Yeah. Um, the uh, Trader Joe's um, Ami, who is uh, my culinary assistant, mm-hmm. told me about this. Makes the most amazing parata in really? parata. Yeah, it is like. It's buttery. It's like pastry. It's insane. So they do like so they do good non bread, which is is really yummy. Yes. But then in the freezer section, right beside the non bread, but they don't always always have it. Should be parata, and you okay. keep it in your freezer. You take it home. You have your curry. You take out like a few, like this five in a pack. You take yeah, out yeah. two or whatever, however many you need, and you just toast them up on a pan. And it is it's like eating pastry with oh, Indian food. It's yum. amazing. Here's my one hot take on Trader Joe's, unpopular opinion. It is a mess to shop in because Mm -hmm. I agree with you. I will tell you, I'll be in the frozen food aisle, which they're not really aisles, I guess. I don't know. I'll be like in the frozen food section area, yeah. And above me are cookies. Yeah, I was just no no sense. Yeah, I was in the freezer section today, and above the freezer was chocolate. I just have a really hard time finding stuff. Yeah, it's random. I mean, they have great stuff, but I always notice my trips there take a little bit longer because sometimes I'm literally walking around multiple times to find something. Yeah, it's random. It's a little random. Okay, this next one, I know that you'll have a good opinion on. So Reese's peanut butter cups, stuffed potato chips have now been seen in the store. According to Hershey's, they're coming soon. That's what their website says. But there's been many reviews coming in that people have spotted them. I don't know if they're like doing a soft rollout. They're testing it. But what is your idea? So it's a peanut butter cup stuffed with bits of potato chip. No. Really? No. Really? No. Why? I thought you would like it. I think why the reason that you just, all those things that you just said, that's why. You don't like Potato sweet chips in delicious. No, Gina. Oh, delicious. No, I get sweet and salty. Don't get me wrong. I, of course I do. Like, absolutely. I love like salty caramel sauce, but I don't need to eat my M&Ms with a pack of potato chips. Like, what about the peanut, the, the pretzel M&Ms? Still not for you. I don't like those. Really? Yeah. Huh. I was excited about, why well, I am still excited. 
I'm not, I no, don't get me. And here's the thing. I'm a, I love potato chips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just not together. I don't need them with my, my dessert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I can respect that. A candy bar with potato chips. It's like I have my potato chips and a glass of wine or something. And then later on, I have a candy bar. I'm a big food mixer. Like two nights ago, speaking of Trader Joe's, I found these, I think it's jalapeno and horseradish potato chips. And I was like, oh, these are good. And then I had sushi like 20 minutes later. I'm a big like texture mixer, food. It didn't make any sense, but it was great. And then I had chocolate chip cookies. Mm. There's a lot going on. That so I'm lost. excited. I'm excited about it. And then the other thing that Hershey said that they're launching is a plant-based chocolate bar, which oh, is interesting. interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. And I kind of want to get your take on what your thoughts of like how plant-based ba- plant milk could change, like the texture, the flavor. Um, I think it was with oat milk. Oh, I have absolutely no idea. I'd have to taste to the chocolate. I've, I've no idea what that, like, what that would be like. Do you think in baking, have you noticed it makes a difference? Plant-based chocolate? If you use plant-based um, milk. Like, have you tried using, oh, like, yeah, an almond all milk? Does yeah, it yeah, change yeah. texture? No, it, um, for, no, like, if you were to use almond milk instead of regular milk, yeah. like, in most recipes, no, um, if it's, it's, if it's replaced for just regular milk, yeah. like you can like, there's never really a difference. Cause I made, um, I always like to try and do plant-based, but I made a homemade apple pie last week. Mm-hmm. Dough from scratch. Did you really? Yeah, it was really, and gluten-free dough, oh, which was no. very was difficult. That the, all the, I used the, the King, King Arthur, Arthur one for one. Yeah. Here's my confession, which I actually wanted to ask you about quick tangent. I made the dough exactly how the recipe told me to, but then I didn't have enough. Is that common? Say that again. You made the dough. Exactly how the recipe said. Yeah. And you didn't have and enough it came out great. I didn't have enough enough of it. Like Pastry. Yeah. When I was putting it on the bottom of it, it was so thin and I didn't have, the recipe was like, fold it over and pinch together the sides. I'm like, half of my pie is just open. Like there's not even a crust. That's happened to me before. How do you fit? Is it just like, did you roll all of it thin enough? With a wine bottle. Cause I don't know. Like, oh my gosh, Gina. But is that common? I felt really. Um, it's not uncommon. I do get, I do get, like it's happened to me before. Like I, I, I make a pie and then it's just, and they're like, use this size dish. And you're like, are you kidding me? I was like, like, what? I hardly any pastry. Right. Um, so just roll it thinner. Roll it thinner. I did you you had pastry on the bottom and pastry on the top where you're mm-hmm. supposed to. Yeah, yeah. And then my boyfriend was like, "Oh, let's make a lattice design." I'm like, "That's what do you, you do." See how much dough we have. That's what you do when you don't have enough pastry. You make a lattice oh, design. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I was like, I think I thought you did the lattice over one. Like you can do it. You can do it loose. Yeah. And like and make some space for yourself. Oh, I was wrong. Saving okay. some room. All right, yeah. good to know. But going back to plant based. So, anyways, I used regular milk. The milk it called for because I was nervous that plant based milk would change the recipe. Mm, and that'd be fine for pastry. Okay. Yeah. 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 For sure. Oh, good to know. All right. So moving on from the plant based. Um, Great British Bake Off did Caramel Week. Do you say caramel or caramel? Caramel. Really? Yeah. Pe- pecan and caramel. I, well, it's not, I think in, um, I feel like in America they say caramel. Yeah, I'm like caramel. caramel. Yeah. Like not caramel. even car- caramel. Caramel. <laughs> Sex laughing. How's your uh, uh, No, but in, in Ireland we say caramel. Caramel. Like caramel. Caramel. Yeah, Which yeah. is not right either. Car- what is caramel. it supposed to be? Car- well, because car- <laughs> caramel is 
Okay, we're good. No. <laughs> Let us know how you guys say it. But it's spelled C-A-R-M-E-L, right? C-A-R-A-M-E-L. Yeah, oh, okay. Caramel. I'm sorry. Oh, caramel. So then, then we're right. You're right. Yeah. So they had a whole week based off of this. So their signature was a caramel tart. Um, their technical was a caramel biscuit bar. And then their showstopper was like the sugar dome. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to ask you what... How difficult is it to bake with caramel? Like the sugar dome seems really complicated to me to get it to the... Is it really about like the right room temperature? Is it easy to break? Because I know that we talked about um, the Squid Games cookies and it was that same like brittle yeah. texture. If I, so I haven't seen the the episode that you're yeah. talking about, but I'm guessing you're talking about um, like a, a caramel shape that they created yes, over yes, something and yeah. then and then I placed believe, it over. Because the photo I saw was sort of like, like the dome shape. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's... That's like, it's just sugar technique. You just have to um, practice. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's practicing sugar technique. And then you would take a, um, an upturned bowl or something and you would like spin sugar over it. And Spinning sugar. Yeah. Was it, was it in, is it something, well, is it something that like I could do, an amateur baker could no. try? No. It just like, absolutely not. You can't even free it in oven. Um, I don't think your insurance would cover that. To no, 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 no. With no. You. My next Caramel, caramel question. I saw that you did your caramel apples. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a question about those, like going off of working with caramel. How how quickly does it, is dry? I guess cool is the right word. Because I've made caramel apples. It's lumpy. It, it like slips off. It does slip off. I don't know why it slips off. I'm like, how do I get it to stick? So my, I've made them before where it did slip off. Uh-huh. Um, so make sure you wash your apples. Okay. Did you do that? Probably not. No. Okay. I'm just gonna be honest. Um, but but I have seen it slip off before. Um, yes. And I I don't know if that's the apple. Caramel's intimidating to me. Or I, I I'm not sure what that is. So it's more about the apple than the caramel. It, I don't itself. know. Okay. I think it's the apple meeting the caramel. This doesn't. But so I made it again. Then recently on TikTok. Yeah, they looked and, great. And um, those ones didn't slip off, which I was delighted about. Right. Um. And you were asking me how, how long does it take them to set? Yeah, like how long? Because even like with the oh, sugar dome and this, it's just, it's a sure, very quick. That's instant. Like those, those wow. things are instant, like minutes. Okay. Yeah, because it's so hot. Like I just you have to get them so unbelievably hot. And then it will cool. And then it uh, cools down. And thin, right? Well, the caramel apples, they're chewy. They're not. Um, yeah. Because here's the thing. So caramel, there's caramel apples. They're the chewy ones. Yes, yes, yes. But then you have candy apples, which are the hard caramel. I can't do those. Yeah, yeah. That's the one I grew up with. Really? Yeah. And the difference is just the way you prepare it. Yeah. Okay. Because caramel, candy apple is generally like sugar and water. Mm-hmm. Whereas a caramel apple will be like um, butter, maybe cream in there. Uh, like mine is honey and butter. No, no, you put M&Ms. stuff in there. No, you don't do that, Gina. I do that. Um. And it's a chewy one. So there's and two different. And I prefer that. I prefer yeah. that one. But I just found it interesting, even with this Great British Bake Off episode, because I was like, it still amazes me how much you can do with food. Like one thing, caramel, you can make so many different yeah. recipes with it, which I find fascinating. All right. So this next topic is all about that drawer underneath your stove, or I say draw, but. You say draw? Yeah. It's the, very, it's the Bostonian in me. Draw? Yeah. I've always said draw. How and do you say Roof. Roof. Oh, okay. Not like rough. Rough. No, I say roof, but I say draw. I say wicked a lot. Yeah, I've heard you say that. Okay, yeah. Why did you say car? Car. I've I've really tried to change it because everyone made fun of me for saying draw. Like, especially when I moved here, people were like, what are you saying? But drawer. 
Drawer. Drawer. Drawer. Yeah, yeah. That's a hard one. Um, so this drawer that everyone, I don't know if anyone else feels this way about it, but I've never really known what to do with it. Even back home in like my childhood kitchen where I grew up, I think it was technically, my mom would do like steak tips in there sometimes, but it was mainly storage. Mm-hmm. So first of all, broiler, pretty straightforward. That one says that it's on a gas stove and basically you do like steaks. Is that sort of just like for cooking for me? Do you broil, pa- you don't broil baked goods. That's a dumb question. You don't boil. What? What? You don't. You don't. No. No. You don't. So broil. if you have a broiler, it's really you can only use it's it for grilled, food. For food. Grilling. Okay. Grilling. Grill. Okay. Like okay. I mean, I mean. So we don't in, in Ireland. You call that like put it onto the grill. We don't, oh, we don't call even it a if broiler. it's the drawer. No, no, we don't have those drawers. Oh, yeah. They're so. Do you have one here? As I'm, no, I'm like, no, oh, no, she, no, no, because she we got does new it. ovens. Right. Um. No, the that thing. They're that's not so chic. Bizarre to me. They are not chic. If you ask it's me. very old school. I think. Like when I lived in San Francisco, um, I'm pretty sure they had one down there. It's also for those of you who don't know. It's like a broiler for like a grill in the bottom of your oven. It's so it's bizarre. so weird. You have to bend down. It's bizarre. Like not fun. I had no idea that that was a thing. Yeah. I used it as storage. <laughs> um, I used it as storage too. <laughs> it's like that dark place in my kitchen that I'm like, I'm just not going to go there or bother with it. So in an electric oven, usually a warming drawer. And why I think I had questions about this because on Great British Bake Off a lot, I'll see them like throw things in the warmer. Mm-hmm. Is that right? So is that that same thing? Like we can eat? Because here we go. I baked that pie the other week yeah. and I made it like well before dinner yeah. and I just kept it in the oven. I turned the oven off, but um, yeah. I was like, oh, this is my best bet. But then I realized I probably had a warming drawer. Yeah. And I was like, is this a separate dial on my stove? Like, I didn't even know. I don't know about I'll that. I'll have to look into that. But um, yeah, use your warming drawer for plates. Oh my gosh. Um, my mom always said, warm plates, warm food. I've never warmed a plate. Oh, sorry. Warm food, warm plates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always warm your plates. <gasps> yes. Do you do that often? Every every meal. Wait, wait, wait. Like, yeah. what are you doing with I your plates? in the microwave. What? Yeah. I have never. You're putting hot foods on cold plates? Always. Gina. I have never heard of someone warming yeah. their plate. Do you ever make a cup of coffee and heat up your mug? Or a cup of tea? I mean, I've done that. Yeah, yeah, with my tea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Same deal. Wait, so how long do you put them in the microwave for? Like 30 seconds. Oh my God, I love that. Yeah, like for maybe 45 seconds or so. I get them nice and warm because my food's going to stay hotter longer. That's genius. In kitchens, you I've always really serve on hot plates. Yeah. Oh my God. So it's same, the same thing. All right. Well, that's something you want to be implementing, except I don't have a microwave, so I'll stick them in the oven. Stick them in the oven. That's what I do also after your oven, when you're letting your like food rest, you know, after it's come out. Yeah. Um, pop the plates in there. Well, don't forget about down. them. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> then, yeah, just give them there a few seconds and they'll be good. Wow. Great tip. All right, and then the last thing that we obviously don't know it's used for is a storage drawer, which um, is where my cast iron that I no longer use is is there. It's hidden. It's hidden in that dark drawer. It's dying. Yeah. All right, so that wraps up a grain of salt for this, or our hot from the oven this week. We're moving on to a grain of salt. Gemma is going to tell us if these are fact or fiction. Our first one is adding vanilla extract at the end of the recipe is better. Yes. Really? Mm-hmm. I am like very overzealous with my syrup, with my vanilla. I'll do like two tablespoons of ass for one. Mm. I love the smell, the taste. I I do too. I'm I'm very like a liberal with mine. Um, but you generally, um, when it comes to making a custard, ice cream base, creme brulee, you generally will put in extract. 
mm-hmm. once the, the, whatever your mix has come off the stove, has come off a flame, has come off stovetop. Okay. Yeah. So if you're making cookies, right. add it in whenever. Whenever. But when you're making um, something, when, when, when you're making a, like a, a sauce, take your like, caramel sauce yep. and it has vanilla and salt in it. Okay. Take your caramel sauce off the stove. It's done. Right. Then add in your salt and vanilla. And so you're not like burning off. You're not cooking off the flavors. And then also it's it's just like hitting it at the right time. You don't want it in there too early. You're, you're going to lose huh. your flavor. So put it in at the very end. Have you ever over vanillaed something? I don't think so. You can never over vanilla Right. That's anything. what I thought too. I'm I like, I don't really, oh, me too. I'm right there with you. Next one is your recipe is uh, ruined if you don't... <laughs> I'm laughing because this one might be from from me. Your recipe is ruined if you don't separate wet and dry ingredients. No, it's not ruined. Because when I was making cookies this week from scratch, I know I did everything so correctly. I had the dry ingredients in one bowl. I had the wet ingredients going in the other. And then I forgot that I didn't have brown sugar, so we had to run out and get that. And when I came back, I accidentally put the brown sugar in the dry ingredient bowl, not knowing... It's supposed to go on the wet ingredient. It's not always. It, that's a... That's a mm, I was so confused. That's not always the case. Not okay. always the case. So it depends on what your recipe says. Okay. And then I not the end was of the world. freaked out. I was like, oh my God, I just ruined no, my No, no, no. That's not the end of the world. Okay. So good to know. If you guys have ever done that, I'm right there with you. Our last grain of salt is the kind of sugar you use doesn't matter, which we touched on a little bit, but no, like that's stevia or... No, no, it does matter. Yeah. Totally matters. Yeah, it does matter. And it's not one for one. Not one for one. As we've learned. No. So always do your research with sweeteners and sugars. Um, okay. So our last section is going to be Ask Gemma. These are questions from you guys. Tips and tricks on working with yeasted dough from Kathleen Crick 20. Tips and tricks for working with yeasted dough. Yeasted That's dough. a loaded question. Because does yeasted just mean? Dough made with yeast. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, the, there's, just, there's, oh my gosh. So like there's so many tips and tricks when working with yeast. Um, number one, keep your yeast in your fridge. It lasts, it stays fresher longer. Gemma's, um, the mother has been feeding in her fridge for... That's my starter. That's, starter. My, that's my starter. Okay, okay, okay. My, my dried yeast I keep in a tub in the fridge. It lasts oh. way, way longer because you know the way some people only make bread every like six months and yeah, they yeah, go yeah. to use their yeast and then it's out of date and right. it won't work if it's out of date. Oh, okay. So keep it in your fridge. It will last so, so these much are longer. The, yeast is an expiration date that you need to pay. Mm-hmm. You really need to pay for sure. to. Okay. Absolutely. And once it's in your fridge, it will last. I honestly, uh, no joke, I've kept mine in there for a year. Wow. No joke. Wow. And, I'm, I'm, and I'm going to be totally honest with you. Definitely longer than that. I love it. I love it. And I still use it. See, you're also reckless in the kitchen sometimes. No, I'm not reckless. Not like you, Gina. <laughs> yes, they're very different. Um, you're lawless. I am. The, I am I a little bit lawless. lawless. Okay. How to store cakes and cookies from Samit Karnarula. How to store cakes and cookies. Um, you know, I, I'm a big fan of a sealable Tupperware container. Um, yes. I'm, I'm a big fan of the no store. I'm just going to be honest. Um, no, I like just a sealable, nice big containers. I leave mine out. Is that awful? Do you cover them at all? No. <laughs> like the cookies I just made, I kid you not, I'm not even just saying you just, this. just like leave them They're out, on the like plate. willy nilly. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no the the more I'm saying this out loud the more horrified of myself that I'm becoming but yeah totally left out they're not covered because you know I'll wake up for breakfast I'll roll out of bed and I'll be like oh I could have a cookie for breakfast right there yeah but then you just say oh I'll open up this tub that I put them into I'm all about convenience 
can't. They're not in the cupboard. Gina, you just you just go by the beach of your own draw. Yeah, I do. So don't listen to me. Get a sealable. I mean, definitely for a cake, you can't leave that out. Remind me never to go over to your house because I literally would have a heart attack. I would. I'd probably drop <laughs> yeah, dead. Yeah, don't in your go door. into my kitchen. <laughs> Our last one: perfect cake tin size for twelve brownies from Janine Jordan. One, two, three. That's a good. One. Oh, nine by thirteen. Wow, you did that Boom. wicked fast. Yeah. That's nine brownies, eight by eight. Wow. Yep. Um, what's how bad is it to make a Gina, <laughs> what do you want to say? How bad is it to make a brownie? I swear we're done after this. In a round and, cake pan. Oh, well, yeah, I've done that in a loaf pan. <laughs> it's not the worst thing in the world. Because I read another one, which was like, I don't remember if it was a question from someone, but I saw it today. Do pans really matter? It like, does, does it pan does. size yes, really it matter? Does. It does. It's, it goes back to those laws that normal people follow, Gina, where it's just like, just do what it says in the I recipe. I often make my brownies in a round Are you cake the person bin? that emails me giving out to me that the recipe didn't work? And then when I do a Probably. little bit of digging, I find out I did that it you did it in a different container, yeah. that it wasn't even my That's recipe, me. that you replaced the sugar for cream. And um, I like to keep people on their toes. Yeah, but what yeah, I yeah. will say is I own that I'm not the best and I won't be cooking for a big dinner party anytime soon, hopefully, you know, that's for Gemma. <laughs> Anyways, that is our episode this week. Um, as Gemma mentioned, there's a very exciting announcement coming. So make sure to keep your eyes peeled on the Bigger Boulder Baking social media pages. You can find Gemma on Instagram as Gemma underscore Stafford and then also always um, at Bigger Boulder Baking on all social media. Yes, and you can find our podcast at Need to Know on Instagram and my page at Gina Brazil. Otherwise, we'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye.